Nobody Asked on Open Lines Radio is brought to you by Synergy Creative Systems. Synergy Creative Systems uses multiple social media and online platforms that operate independently as freestanding entities to post killer content that discreetly work in conjunction with each other to build robust and enduring images and brands through promotion by proxy. saying you haven't seen the video of the of like the christian group singing songs on the airplane no i haven't seen it it's on (laughs) twitter or something it's on twitter it's all over twitter it's it's basically there's there it's a big plane it's like um it's up in the sky though maybe it's maybe it's just a plane plane. in the sky (laughs) yeah (laughs) well update it's like it's not on the tarmac it's it's like in transit and um and there's a guy standing in the aisle and he's playing his guitar and he's singing. And there's like um, some people standing, like kind of like standing up in their chairs or like kneeling on their chairs, but face they're uh, toward the front of the plane, but they're facing the back of the plane, kind of kneeling on their chairs, looking back. And there's a whole group of people singing and it's like, um, worship songs you know like worshiping jesus and stuff it's and a, a, an easter thing or is i'm this guessing old? it's an easter i i don't I, I think this is new i'm guessing it's an easter thing and it's like it's like scanning the <laughs> like somebody's filming it it's getting the plane and the guy who's sitting right next to the guitar is just kind of an older guy probably you know not like old old but like maybe 60 something like that late 50s and just not, you could tell, just not pleased, just feels so intrusive. Um, and so that's the whole thing. It's been, you know, all these like stand up comedians have been like resharing it on Twitter and just talking about how, how irritating it is. You're, you're like trying to sit on a plane and you got this group singing, <laughs> singing worship songs. And um, which would try, I mean, I don't care what song it is, uh, just, if I'm sitting on a plane and I got the whole, the whole plane, like doing this choral singing, um, it's going to bother. If they were singing smash mouth, (laughs) (laughs) I would lose it. It would be over. (laughs) They they do this. Somebody once told me, right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it just, (laughs) and, and it reminds me of like, so if you go and, and now granted, I have taken I have taken my guitar um, camping with me, right? I I like to play guitar. I like to I like to like just mess around on it. Um, and you you fiddle around on the guitar. Um, do you have much experience taking your guitar and just like playing to captive audiences or no. like sitting around the fire? <laughs> I'm not that great of a guitar player though, so. Um, I, I'm curious what your response, how do you feel when, if you're at a, 
in some situation like that, say you go camping and somebody's bringing the guitar and you're like having conversation around the fire and dudes playing guitar, singing songs the whole time, or is that bothering you? Or are you feeling okay about that? Uh, no, that's, that bothers me. I hate that. <laughs> I, it's been a long, I granted, it's been a long time since, um, somebody's pulled a guitar out. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just an old guy that doesn't go to parties anymore, I think, but sure. it's been a long time since somebody's pulled a guitar out at anything that I've been at, but no, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like, <laughs> like when people play the guitar. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a little bit of a jealousy thing. Cause I don't have the, uh, the skill or the um, confidence <laughs> to mm-hmm. do that around in, in front of a group of people. But part of it's just like, come on. Like, I think if that person's kind of become a joke through time, it's like the guy with the guitar. Yeah. Well, and so, so I'm curious. So if you felt like you had the skill and if you felt very confident in your ability to perform, would you? in that situation then would you like feel like oh yeah hey we're all sitting around come listen to this song <laughs> i might have <laughs> when i was younger but like i was through the years that guy's kind of become a joke and I've, i i'm aware of that yeah um so i probably wouldn't just so i wouldn't be that guy yeah but um i don't know i mean like, like if you if you can play a guitar and you can sing well and people are asking for it maybe sure i, I would but i no i don't I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I have a very specific memory of a guy pulling a guitar out at a party and every, and just doing like a sing along, you know, where the whole room was kind of singing. He was singing, he was playing songs that everybody knew, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. the, the pop songs of the time. Mm-hmm. And everyone was singing along. And um, it was fun for a minute. But at some point, it's like, all right, man, let's, let's put the guitar away and, and, uh, like I didn't come to, to, to have a sing-along. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been in that situation, you know, once as, as well. And I think you're right. I think it was fun for a moment. And then it was like, all right. Yeah. Just, it always goes too long. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you were saying when in your younger years, I wonder if that's a thing, you know, if it, you, this is something you might've done when you were young. I wonder if that's a, a youth thing. Do well, you see, do you see, I, I guess old people, older people don't go to parties no, as I don't, much. I mean, I, 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 I kind of rag a lot on my father-in-law on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's a guy that'll pull a guitar out still. Like they go camping a lot with their group of friends, their older group of friends. And he was, he was kind of a, a rock star in his youth and mm-hmm. continues to think he is. And, and uh, he'll pull a guitar out and, and sing around the campfire but, but it's yeah. not so, I don't know. It's not so much of a, uh, a sing-along type of thing where he just, he'll just kind of do it and people can still go it's about the center it. of attention. Not the of se- right. Right. He's just kind of doing it. There's, it's, you know, you're either, it's like they'll be out camping and there's not really a place, for, you know, there's not music that can be playing because you're just kind of mm-hmm. out in the wilderness. And so he'll bring his guitar out and, and I don't know, I don't know if people want him to or not. <laughs> it's just kind of like, it's been a while since I've been camping with him. So um, but it's just, it's just kind of, I don't know. I just find it. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody who does that, but it's, it's kind of weird. It, well, it could be, I mean, it, it might be offensive. <laughs> the, the, uh, I, I don't know. I don't I, just having it kind of in the background and not disruptive. I think, I think that's why 
um, it bothers people a lot is, and I, I for example, this, this, um, we went to, um, my wife and I went out, uh, just like on a date Friday and we were walking downtown and somebody was playing guitar out and about, and that didn't bother me at all. Right. Cause it, I, I wasn't a captive audience. I wasn't, it wouldn't be rude for me to just like walk away. Um, so, so I don't, I don't know that it's every setting is, is, is bothersome. Um, and I, and I've gone camping and have taken my guitar, um, and have played it, but I off it's because I, I like to play and I've gone off kind of like by myself or I, I don't necessarily like to do it in front of people. Um, and you know, it's, it might be fun for a minute too, like you're saying, but, but, uh, I think, I think why so many people find it irritating is because it, it's like this, it's almost like grandstanding. It's, it's almost like, look at me, you know, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's usually a certain type of person who's doing it too. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of longer hair and <laughs> sure. Sure. Or the way I used to look. Yeah. Well, um, and back to this plane thing though. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, come on, <laughs> you're, sitting, you're sitting on a plane. Somebody, somebody busts out a guitar. This whole group starts singing on the plane. I mean, come on. Was it like a church group or something? That was it like had to have been. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the, I didn't like investigate it too much. It just, it's just something that's been on this weekend. And because uh, church groups, well, they, they like to, uh, they, they, they kind of, sometimes I think they think they're doing the Lord's work when they bust out the guitar and sing the songs. <laughs> I have a feeling that's what this it's was. It's not so much uh, just doing it for fun as they think they're, they're uh, bringing the whole plane <laughs> to God. Sure. Their songs or, or maybe they think everybody wants to hear them. Well, I think it's still a little bit of like, look at me, look at, look at, look at what we have. Don't you well, want what do you, we have? What do you feel about like flash mobs? Oh man. I like when they break out and dance, I think that's kind of cool sometimes. I, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever actually personally been in a situation. Um, but yeah, that's kind of fun. I mean, that's all of a fun. sudden everyone just starts dancing. Yeah, I kind of like that. that. Doesn't, that's, that's like we were talking, it doesn't go on forever. They'll break out into a song and then they'll like go back to their normal, like they'll start walking away like they're normal people. Yeah. And, and there's a surprise element to that too. It, 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 it's, it's almost like a gag, you know, it's almost like a, it's almost like a practical joke, so to speak, because you're stunned. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't anticipate this. Um, and then it just goes back to normal. So like it, it has a different uh, characteristic, I think. You know, I have a friend that used to, and they, they used to do this. He's, he's been talking about doing it again, but he had this, this group of this troop that would walk around in Los Angeles and they would do like these um, plays, like they would write these play, these flash mob type of plays where they would like the scene would enact on a street corner. Mm-hmm. And they used to go out and do that all the time. That would be fun to see too. Like just all of a sudden this dramatic scene break out in the middle of the street. Then they just go back to the, they just walk away. That would be kind of fun. See, but you're not captive in that sense. Right. Right. You're not stuck in a room yeah. where you're trying to socialize with people. Right. And that you look like a jerk if you don't sing along and you look and, and you're trying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. 
who, who leave us, leave us a voicemail <laughs> on the nobody asked hotline, which will be in the description. If you're the kind of person that uh, pulls out a, a guitar. I, I, and I want to, here's what I want to know. Here's, here's really what I'm looking for. Cause I know there are people who pull out the guitar. Like I know I, and some of them are dear friends of mine and I don't think it makes you a horrible person. It's just irritating. And that's just all it is. How, what, here's what I want to know. If you're the type of person who likes to be captive in that situation. Oh, there explain, you go. explain why. You like it. Does anybody, is there anybody out there who likes it when a guitar gets pulled out at a yeah. party? Yeah, that's that's what I'm curious. That's the about. question. That is. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I wonder. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have another question. It's yeah, totally yeah. unrelated to that, but um, I this is this is going to be kind of a weird rabbit hole. But I it's a genuine question I have. So I lately um, I've been doing some house projects, and it's been really busy. Um, the the bathroom shower surround is old tile, and part of the tile was busted, so I busted that out and redoing that and. So just like updating the bathroom and it's been a lot of work and, you know, you get all sweaty and stuff. And when you work, you like, especially manual labor you can kind of stink there. However, you and I used to work for this construction company years ago, a couple, several decades ago. And working for that construction company, there is uh, the, probably the worst I've ever smelled ever, ever smelled was you, you would go to go to work at this construction company, come home, jump in the shower after work, because you know, you're all sweaty and gross and just the smell. When the water hits the stink. Yes. It's (laughs) it's like that. I've yet to um, have it be as bad as that. What were you doing back then when you were stinking like that? We We both worked there together, but we didn't do the same things. Um, you know, there, I, I did all sorts of weird tasks. A lot of it were just working around the yard. So some, sometimes it was just, um, you were just a young fellow. Yeah. I was, I was like in my late teens, early twenties. And, um, so sometimes it was delivering stuff to places. Sometimes it was like just organizing things. I mean, when I started there, I was tying rebar mats and so you're, you're picking up rebar and you're just, and it's hot and you're, you're sweating all day. Um, and then they built boats, they built house boats. And so sometimes it was like, we had to polish the, polish the, the hull of the boat. So, so what was the stink? Was it BO? Was it I some kind of construction? I don't know. Did odor? you, ex- did you experience that? Um, I, I don't really have a memory of stinking really bad there. Um, I do like when I used to work at Sizzler when I was in high school, (laughs) and I I mean, that's the the stinkiest I've ever been when I was a bus boy. Um, you come home stinking, like, um, half eaten shrimp and bleach. Yeah. That's, (laughs) (laughs) I think that takes it. (laughs) And, and back then they had these little, uh, um, uh, I guess they were stainless steel, um, sauce cups. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm sure everything's plastic, but they had these little stainless steel sauce cups that we would, that they would put like the Malibu sauce or the, 
the cocktail sauce or whatever sauce was going with that dish. And you'd have to, as a busboy, you'd have to take your finger and stick it in there Oh, and just swirl it out and just to get everything out of there before you'd put it through the dishwasher. Oh man, like your hands would just, and then we used to go, this is fun. We used to get off work, the, the, the sizzler gang, and we'd walk across the parking lot to Denny's <laughs> drink coffee and get dinner. Cause we'd get off at like 11 o'clock mm-hmm. at night. And then we'd all go over to Denny's to eat. And I bet we were just the stinkiest group of people that would come <laughs> through their doors. I guarantee it. <laughs> Or we'd go over to JB's because they had an all-you-can-eat uh, Sunday bar. Yeah. Um, but we'd always do something after work. And um, yeah, I was, we, I, it was the worst. Such a terrible smell. Um, I, as far as this construction company, it's just, just that I kind of like that hard work smell, hard work stink. <laughs> <laughs> when you get out, when you take a shower and it's like, oh man, I stink, but that means I did some work. So did you first notice that? Cause I have a distinct memory. Maybe that's why I bring it up because I remember you mentioning that like, oh man, you just, you, you stink, you get in the shower and it's like right when the water hits, you just get that, you just get the stink off. I remember you mentioning that at work, but I wonder if it, you first noticed this at Sizzler. That's, I mean, it had to have been. Probably, probably. Um, that's where I remember stinking the most was at Sizzler. Okay. Um, but what I remember about the construction company is that because there was a guy that worked in the shop named John, and he was the he was like the welder guy. Mm-hmm. He, he would like fabricate beams and stuff for the buildings, and he would be grinding metal all the time, and that burned grinding metal yeah. smell. Yeah. It still does. Like there's a guy I, I know now that smells like that. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's funny that you're bringing this up because there are three very stinky people in my life <laughs> and nobody dares say anything to him. Sometimes somebody should, but, uh, but there's one of them. He just always smells like he's been grinding on metal and then he comes into work. <laughs> it's like, what? Why do you smell like it's and it's that it's that very distinct smell of yeah of the of very specific a construction company <laughs> every time I, I just flash back every time I see this guy because that smell just reminds me of that of the smell of grinding metal. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure I stunk. I'm sure I stunk at the construction company. I just don't remember it. It's so long ago. Do you do you like the smell of that? I mean, not on the person, but like it. Would no, just... I don't like that smell. I hate that smell. Oh, I don't hate the it. Smell of burned metal of grinded oh, yeah. metal. Yeah. It, it, ta- it takes me back. There's a part of me that likes the like, oh, wow. This, this t- Because it takes me back to there as, as well. So does actually the smell of, of diesel fumes. Um, makes yeah, like burn like diesel, truck, di- diesel exhaust. Yeah. Yeah. I um, hate that smell too. <laughs> and I don't, I don't mind it. And not because I don't, the, the smell that I love, I love fresh cigarette smoke. Like love the smell of fresh cigarette smoke. Outside. Um, outside i don't like it like yeah. in clothes or like on couches like if or... like if cigarette smoke like just kind of floats by on a gentle oh, breeze man i love it yeah and i'm not a smoker um but i love the smell of cigarettes that's funny there but 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 it's got to be like there are some cheap cigarettes that are gross that there's a, there's a certain brand i don't even know what it is because uh, i'm not a smoker either but i don't Part, I don't know what it, which one it is. One of the cheap ones. 
mm-hmm. where, where there was a guy that worked at the construction company where he would light that thing up and it smelled so bad. Um, <laughs> it kind of smells like peanut butter almost. It's weird. I don't, know, but I, I don't, I can't remember that guy's name. I remember what he looks like. He was an electrician with a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. It allegedly smells like, in fact, I think you told me this smells have one of the, they take their, very connected to memories so they can take you back to a specific time very, very readily. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think that's right. Um, th- that guy, that guy with the stinky cigarettes, he also <laughs> used to, he used to, I, the reason I remember he had a mustache was because he called it his womb broom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, I, I still use that every so often. <laughs> oh, I hope you don't. I hope it's in a joke only. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that's I, I, that's where I heard it then. I can't think of that guy's name, but that's what he called it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a that was an interesting place to be a young man working. For sure, I honestly that um, uh, I I work in a like I I work in a my my job requires me to have an advanced degree, and so my setting is very different. But I value that time working like in a job that required me to do manual labor and the interactions I had, um, I get, I, I feel like it allowed me and I, it just allowed me to see, um, I, I just learned a lot. I felt, I felt like I learned a lot about people of a variety of backgrounds and stuff. And, and, uh, I, I really appreciate the time that I had. Well, um, here's what it is about that place is it was, uh, it was a small business run by, um, a very tight Mormon family mm-hmm. in Utah. Mm-hmm. And so you and I, we didn't work like out in the construction field. We worked around the shop and in the office. And so we were around a, a lot of times this, this really religious family mm-hmm. that was running the place. Mm-hmm. And then we were also, I guess it was split time. It was split time. Half the time we were at this office and the other half we were out you know, delivering stuff to the field and around the, the other construction workers who were the complete opposite. Yeah. So you had to learn how to be these two different people. If you right. weren't going to get along, you had to, you had to be this, a straight laced appropriate, appropriate person yeah. in the office. And then you'd go out into the field and you have to kind of loosen up a little bit, or those guys would crucify you as well, yeah. you know? So if you were, if you, if you went out as one of the, the office guys, they would just destroy you. Well, and that, especially going in, you know, I got hired there when I was 16. And so I worked there from 16 to 24 and I learned how I learned. And I, some of those guys yelled at me because <laughs> I'm this young kid <laughs> who was like, gets the wrong part or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I don't know all these things. They send me to go get something or, or, and, and so I learned a lot, but like that experience of getting yelled at, by a construction worker and just the frightening experience of that. Um, but and then, just like, their vocabulary. Right. And, and, and the, the things they said, the disgusting things they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it educates you. It does. It does. And, and you eventually learn, like you, you learn how to speak with people of, of a, like, cause that, that wasn't our family experience. Like even our own personal family experience was, was probably more on the little bit of this straight lace side. Yeah. 
you know, of things. And so, um, like we weren't getting that in a lot of like family settings. And so even though there was some unique situations there, but like the ability to be able to, to, yeah, I, 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 it, I, I value my time there. I really do. Yeah, I do too. It was a good place. It was a good place to grow up yeah. <laughs> and yeah. learn some lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like my kids, like a specialist in particular, uh, my daughter, she, my stepdaughter, she, they, she lacks that ability to um, change her, change who she is around different people. So she's just, she's got the mouth of a sailor. <laughs> at all times and it's like it's like it it's like and even though like even though i'm i'm kind of a a a foul-mouthed man at times sure i when when you hear it coming out of one of your kids all the time you're just like oh man it's like i would i would never talk the way you're talking in front of my parents sure you know and even though i talk even though i would i might say those same things i would never say those things in front of my parents and even though you probably learned them from your parents, even yeah. though she probably learned them from her parents, which is yeah. us, me, mm-hmm. I would never, I just, and then, so she just recently moved back to Utah from California. And it's like, look, you have got to learn to like, not say some things in front of people. Like, like you can't go back to Utah and take the Lord's name in vain in front of people like that. Even <laughs> like people get really, are really offended by that. Yeah. And, and that's still something like, I don't wouldn't do in public ever. Cause you don't know who, like, I don't know. I just, right. I, I don't know. And then maybe it's just the unique situation of working there that had taught, has taught me how to kind of just filter in different groups. I, I think that's an interesting, I actually think that's an interesting point. Um, I wonder, cause I, I, I say same way. I have a very, a public self and a private self. I, um, I, I speak much more freely with, I, I, I have a foul mouth as well. Um, and sometimes that like comes out at, at home and, and with like really close friends, but in a public setting, um, I'm like the complete opposite. I will very, very much stay appropriate. And I have a, one of my good friends and my friends are, you know, they speak pretty similar to how I speak. And, um, uh, I remember like, even like going to restaurants and, um, and there, there's families and booths and people like right next to you. And, um, a friend of mine just using, uh, like just the F word in restaurants next to families. And it bothered me so much to the point that like, honestly, if I go out, um, if I go out to eat with him, I, I feel like I have to be selective on where we're going. Cause no way do I want to go to like a, like a standard chain re- like restaurant where there's going to be families that like we, we got to go somewhere where like your language is, is acceptable because I can't, like, it bothers me so much to be sitting there and have like the tables around me and like, you know, like worried that they're going to come up. And, and I think that's a, a valuable skill. And, you know, he might look at that and say like, why should I have to adapt who I am to these people? Yeah, who I am. Yeah. But there's an element of, it, it's it's the whole idea of like almost like the guitar like I, in a sub in a in a there's a social contract like if we all agree when we get when we get together like keep some of the private things private 
And, and we're all going to, we all kind of agree that there's an appropriate way to speak. There's appropriate way to, to do certain things. And I know that that gets really complicated and that's changing and all that stuff, but, um, it, it really bothers me when, um, people can't adapt to that. Well, that's what bothers me too. But then you see like the, the fuck Joe Biden stuff, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, come on, like there's, there's kids around. You don't need to wear that shirt out in public. Like, right. Like, and then, and then that's when I guess you get called a snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but, but it's like, it's still, it's like, come on. Like, like, I don't know. Like just, just, just I, don't, I don't know. I think it just shows who people are when they can't filter when they, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm just good at playing to the room, you know? Well, I think you have to be able to play to the room. I think that's, I think that's a valuable skill. Um, I think you gotta be able to, to meet people where they're at a lot too. I mean, I, I get it. You, you, you are who you are right. and you want people to accept who you are and accept you as you are. But I don't know. I've just always, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a character flaw on my part where I've just always tried to make whoever I'm with comfortable because I don't care. I don't have to talk like that. You know, I'm, I don't have to be a certain way. I, I, I I'm pretty good at just, um, and maybe that's having worked in an office setting a lot too, where you just, you can't be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but i don't i don't i'm sure i stunk <laughs> there were some long days there there were some long days there um yeah. especially it, like in the summers when we would have to like work out and like, clean the yard and stuff um mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember a specific stink i'm just not really a stinky person even when i've been working a lot yeah neither am i uh, that that's a common i've been told um which is why I, I'll sometimes I can't understand when I'm near somebody with BO where it's like, how long do you have to go without a shower before you actually start smelling like that? I, I think so much of it is, is diet. There are certain foods that are very aromatic, both like on their own. And then like, once they're ingested, like, I, I think if, if you consume a lot of garlic and onions that comes out. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I can't do, I can't eat garlic or onions. It's with me for days. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, we, yeah. When I, I used to work in this office where we'd have like a, a, a monthly lunch mm-hmm. and sometimes they'd go to like Olive Garden and it's like, Oh man, I can't, now I'm going to stink <laughs> all day. I'm going to smell like garlic. <laughs> and I just, I don't like that. I don't like being in that setting smelling like, I don't know. I guess I just don't like attention drawn to me. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. And maybe that goes back to the guitar thing. It does. I don't really want attention drawn to me. It does. And it's the whole thing about uh, adapting to um, the environment around too. I, I, here's, I, I, this is something that just came to me from that, from those days too. I remember there was a comment that you would make. Um, I'm curious if this is still a value, if this is something that. Um, that I would you know, make. That, yeah, that you would make. And I'm curious if this is still a value that you hold or if it's like a generational value or if it changes with time. But you used to say, if you're on time, you're five minutes late. Yeah, I still say that. Do you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and do you still hold true to that? I'm always the first one anywhere. Always. Why? It's annoying. Why? It's annoying to me to be uh, because because I'm just on time. I'm, the, I'm on time. And, um, and luckily, um, 
my current wife is worse. She's, she's way early. She's like 10, 15 minutes early to things. And it's like, yeah. why are you going so early? You're going to just be sitting there. Yeah. Um, except with the airport, she likes to just waltz <laughs> onto a plane <laughs> where I'm like, I'm like the dad meme. That's like, we yeah. ride at dawn. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I would rather be waiting an hour and a half for a plane than rushing to a plane. Yeah, me too. And, um, but, but when I'm, when, when we go places, I'm always the first one there. And it's, and it's annoying to me when other people don't have the same um, respect for time. Yeah. And, and I'm waiting on people. I'm, I mean, like I get it. I, I'm the one that's there early, but at least be there on time. Right. And I have a real hard time. Even when I try to go to things late, I still usually end up getting there early. Right. I'm that same way. And it feels, it feels very rude. It just feels rude and inconsiderate of others to be late. And like, for instance, um, like doing the podcast, my schedule people on the podcast, it's like, I'm usually, it's like, you know, schedule it for like, say 10 AM at 10 AM. I'm, I'm, I'm on like, I'm be there, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't even yeah. make me wait five minutes. If you make me wait five minutes, I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the, most of the people are there and most, most of the people are like, well, wow, you're right there. I wasn't like, you were right on the dot. I'm like, that's what I do yeah. <laughs> at 10 AM. I'm at, it's 10 AM. I, I don't, do think- I, I, I also think it's kind of rude to be early. Um, so yeah, super early. Yeah. So five minutes early is not too early, but sometimes I'll, I'll be like, if I'm, I'll be five minutes early and just wait in my car for a few minutes, just so that I can be right on time. You know? Right. Right. I, I agree with that. I, I remember I had to, had it, I was interviewing for a job and, um, and you, you want to time your arrival time there as well. Right. And it was a high stress interview and I got there. It was like, I think five to seven minutes early and the, and the interviews are like 15, 20 minutes. And the person after me got there at the same time as me and then was talking to me. And it, it threw me off my game so much. Cause like, you're like already like, you know, they're stressful and, and then, it, it, but it did, it felt, it felt so, um, that felt invasive as well. Um, and so yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's timing. It is, is a kind of a delicate thing. I, do you think that's generational? Or do you uh, think? No, I think it's just, I, I don't know because like my ex-wife, was never and still is never on time to anything always late and it's almost like an intentional thing it feels like sometimes although maybe she's not i haven't to be fair i haven't actually even talked to her for like two years but yeah sure <laughs> um, i don't know if she still does it but it was so annoying because i'd be like let's go let's go and she would just be like just getting ready and mm-hmm. i know there are a lot of people that are just late to things they're just um, I, I worked with a guy who you just knew he wasn't going to be to work you knew he was going to be five to 10 minutes late every day. Never once. I don't think walked in the door on time and you just can't start working around it. It's like, all right, well, he's going to be here late. So like just plan on, you know, you just, just start planning appropriately. I I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about us. I don't know. I, I would probably guess that our whole family is like that. Yeah. I think, I think for the most part, we have a, we have a, a sibling who is kind of very artsy. <laughs> he seems, he seems to be a little more late to things. Yeah, However, yeah. like, and, and he's made the claim is like, if, it, if it's something I need to be on time to, I'll be on time. 
if it's something that like, go ahead and get started without me, doesn't really matter. Yeah. I'm going to be late. Well, and he's only a year and a half younger than me. So I wouldn't call it a generational I, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a generational thing either. I think it's more of a, a personality driven thing. However, we, um, he also sleeps a lot. I don't, sure. I don't sleep at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a hard time staying asleep. My mind just gets yeah. like revved up. Yeah. Um, but we, I, we went to a comedy show this weekend. Um, we went and saw Tig Nataro. Oh, and fun. yeah, it was great. And um, I had, I had to work a little later that day because there was some stuff going on and then we wanted to get dinner. And so we were like kind of stressed out about what time to get there. And I was thinking, well, doors open at six um, show starts at seven. There's probably going to be an opener, but like, we don't want to be, it's a comedy show. Like we, there's not, it's like general mission. So like you have to go find your seats. And so like, we want to be a little early. And so we adapted our dinner plans and I'm so grateful we did because um, she didn't have an opener. And, but one of the things she noted, she said it was very, and this is in Salt Lake city. She said it was very um, normally she will, she'll stay at her hotel and then her manager will say, okay, everybody's seated that, that, you know, once they hit a certain threshold of seats have checked in, then they will say, come on over and let's start the show. And she said, it was like the show started at seven and she probably went on at like seven, 15, 10 to 15 minutes after seven. And she said, normally she has to wait half an hour or more before everybody's checked in. And she said, this is the most so she was kind of surprised that like she got the call to come over already because um, normally it takes a little more time. She says it's the most punctual city since <laughs> it was the earliest she's ever gone on. We, we were done. It was still light outside <laughs> when, oh. the, when the show was over, but I just thought that was, I thought it was kind of interesting and uh, I have no idea why. That's funny. We we've been uh, going to comedy clubs quite a bit lately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think in the past five weeks, we've gone to four. We've gone four weeks of the last five. Yeah. And, and we've been going to the same club and we kind of have learned the seats of where to sit mm-hmm. and where not to sit. And, and we always try to kind of go in a little, we kind of let other people get seated first because we don't want to sit in front because they always tend to pick on us. Yeah. yeah. And and, uh, and uh, on Friday, we went and the guy was like, would like to sit here? And it was right in the front. It was like the sweet spot where they always like right at where the, and I'm like, no, I'm going to sit at this one back here. And then the lady seat next says, Oh, you know, huh? you know, I've seen three people turn that table down. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't have the energy to be part of the show tonight. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so, uh, and there was whoever sat there, the people that sat there were part of the show that night. Cause that's just, that's just where you can just tell that's the table that most people, whoever's up there is naturally looking at. Yeah. yeah. Funny, but, but, uh, but yeah, but they start right on time. They don't send, but, but that, that's uh, interesting about maybe Salt Lake is just a punctual place. Yeah. Well, and which, which surprises me because there's a kind of like a running cultural meme to this location of like, um, you know, cause our, we're mountain standard time. And so people call it Mormon standard time and means that you're, you're five to 10 minutes late. You know, they're this per it is like a joke. People say, Oh, they're on, MST they're on Mormon standard time. And so I think culturally there's like a little, a, this idea of like being late is a kind of a cultural thing. Um, but you know what one of my pet peeves is huh. we were talking about pet peeves the other day, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah. 
Um, like right now, it's actually uh, mountain daylight time. With so MDT, because we're in daylight saving. So when you're, it, it changes. When you're oh, in daylight really? savings time, there's a D instead of an S. And then when it goes back to standard, it, you know, in the fall, it's MST, it goes back to S. So we're in mountain daylight, huh? It's MDT. And, and if you were to go do a search for uh, like, what time is it? Like on yeah. Google, it will tell you MDT. But if you huh. put MDT, I, and I know this because I've been, um, I email people across uh, time zones a lot mm-hmm. and they never do the D. I'll say, okay, I'll call you at nine MDT. And they'll be like, all right, nine MST. Like they always, they, no, no, even when I put it out there, it always comes back wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. Next time, Google Google the current time, and you'll see. <laughs> is it that? Is it the same for Pacific? Yeah, for all of them, it would be PDT. Oh, how about that? How about yeah. that? Yeah, and i I've been uh, I've been uh, I've been doing some interviews lately, um, like job interviews, mm-hmm. and they're for um, you know remote type of work. So I've been interviewing with people all over the country. And I really love just going back to when you're talking about interviewing the, the, the distance interview. Oh yeah. I can just put on, I'm still in shorts, but I put on a nice shirt and I don't have to drive anywhere. I can click on right at the time, Mm -hmm. the exact time. And we have these interviews over video and man, it's so much more comfortable than going in and, and I, I, I hope things don't change where we, we're going back to going into places because I really think people could get a, a better idea for who people really are if they're talking to them in their house. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, and your level of preparation is different too. Like you can, you know, you're, you're, you can kind of keep notes and they're kind of have them near, you right. can have them on the screen, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My little, my little questions to ask written mm-hmm. down right next to me and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and I also have this, um, I've been, I've been podcasting and talking, interviewing people in podcasts for years, you know, like six years or something like that. So like, I've noticed these, my in-person interviews that I go to usually are pretty short, but, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, but we were talking for an hour and 15 minutes. Holy moly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, 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 I can stretch an hour. <laughs> thanks to thanks to Open Lines Radio, and I've learned oh, nice. to stretch an hour. That's good. Like uh, like right now, we're like at forty five minutes. Yeah, look at us, look at us. Well, I mean, just back to that time thing briefly. I don't really have anything else to say, but I definitely think it's got to be it's got to be personality driven and tradition driven. Um. Like if you come from a family that's always on time and like screaming at you to get your church clothes on, cause we're going to be late. <laughs> and that's what, that's what you're going to do. You're going to be on time. You know what I mean? But if you, I, I it's, I think it's gotta be, it might just be an be anxiety thing too. It might just be, I think there's a lot to that. Um, I, I hate being late. I, I hate rushing. That's what it is. More, more yeah, I hate I, rushing. I hate, I'll, I'll, I'll leave really early for work in the mornings. And just, I like to take the long way and take my time to get there. Mm-hmm but I really hate rushing. Yeah. I start I, sweating. I think that's probably my primary reason is, is I don't, um, 
I don't like rushing and I kind of like to have things on my own time. You know what I mean? I don't, and, and I, and like, and if it's a group thing, like I don't want to be walking in in front of everybody all late. Like I'd rather be there doing my thing. Yeah. Like, like I, I usually, my alarm goes off in the morning, like two hours before I leave for work. And my wife's like, why are you up so early? You don't even have to leave for two hours. It's like, I hate to be rushed. I just yeah. want to, I want to be on my time. I want to take my time. I want to drink my coffee. I want, if, if I'm rushed, I start sweating and it doesn't stop. <laughs> I'll sweat the rest of the day. Yeah. I need to just, I like to just take it easy. Well, and it amps up your mind. And then when, like, once you're in that space, it's like hard to like not stay in that space or have it like mess with you. Yeah. So for sure. Well, well, not that anyone asked. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they never do. Thank you.